Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from sunny California, now living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Bebe. Hello, hello. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Third cup of coffee. Too much coffee. What? Why? I thought you go to bed at like seven at night. Why do you need so much coffee? It's only one. So if I have enough coffee now, then I'll be crashing just when it's bedtime. Ah. <laughs> Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. So you remember we were talking about Halloween. Mm. Right. And how I thought it wasn't much of a deal here in mm-hmm. China. Yeah. But it turned out we had our own Halloween celebration in like my neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Um, You're like sixth ring north or something. Yeah, I'm like in the middle of like <laughs> literally the periphery. Mm. I'm barely Beijing. Wow. But I think the activity must have at least 50, 60 or maybe more kids like from this neighborhood. Wow. I know. And they were I'm all surprised. dressed up. So somebody suggested that let's do something for the kids in the neighborhood. That was like a week or two ago. And so they were like planning, asking, they they organized it, like which families are interested in participating. So they like uh, located Mm. those apartments, houses on a map. So the kids know where to go. Mm, And then they mm, all came like dressed up. They were um, in different like troops, (laughs) some on bikes, some with like little ones with their parents and older ones on their own. (laughs) And like some were dressed as a skeleton. Mm. Others like zombies. And uh, the the rest (laughs) of them are like, you know, normal, like Harry Potter stuff and little pumpkins, like black cats and things that. But it was so exciting. I think the kids haven't really... Um, gotten together like this mm. for a long time. Right, right. So they were really excited. Well, I'm actually really surprised. Yeah. So th- there was candy involved? Yeah, yeah. And there was this one boy. He was by himself because I was like, you know, waiting for kids to come. Um, and-, and he was like on a bike and he came in and was like, can I get some candy? I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. He's like, this is my reserve for the whole year. My mom said <laughs> she's not getting me anything <laughs> for the rest of wow. the year. So he was like on an errand. <laughs> Mm. going to all the houses that offered candy and other kids they were so good they were like this you know few little girls they were like my mommy told me i could only get one Mm. and i was trying to give them more they're like no no only one i was like (laughs) oh they were so cute yeah yeah well, but I have, I have like like five pounds of candy left. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, knowing you, next year at this same time, you'll have four pounds of candy. Probably even more. <laughs> but my daughter will, you know, if she finds them, she will consume them. So I just want to update that on that a bit. Uh, it was actually mm. a very festive and happy event for all the kids and parents involved. That's interesting because that's the largest Halloween extravaganza for kids that I personally have ever even heard of. So, oh, yeah, really? When I used to live in a Shaochu here in Beijing within the third ring, mm. there was a huge thing where like they had a map of the different houses to go knock on the doors, mm. but it was only like 10 houses. Mm. So your celebration that you had in your neighborhood sounds gigantic yeah. by comparison. I think at least 50 or 60 kids came to my place. So there might be more, I think. Uh, mm. I'm not too sure. But it was very exciting. I think they're going to do this next year. And they're already planning for Christmas. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. who's going to be the Santa? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, well, parents are happy when kids are happy. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, that actually is a perfect segue into, into today's topic. Mm-hmm. It's about having smartphones. The UK's Ofcom has said that 44% of nine-year-olds have a smartphone and 91% at age 11 in the UK. What are the potential perks and perils of kids with access to the internet in the palm of their hand? Oh. You are a mother. Your yes. daughter is... She he just turned eight. So, no, no cell phone, I'm assuming. Uh, no, no. And um, I talked to my husband before about, like, when does he think is appropriate age for her to get a cell phone? Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was, like, at least in middle school. Let's say 11 uh, or 12. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's that sounds about, like, similar to the statistics in the UK, 91% at age 11. So that's around the same time. Mm. I have to say, as a teacher mm. who has been teaching kindergarten kids, for, or a former teacher who has been teaching kindergarten kids for a decade mm-hmm. there are even five-year-olds who have cell phones uh, well i see my neighbor's kids play on their cell phones since they were like 
two or three. Wow. And the reason, huh? Well, the reason always come down to the fact that their parents are doing the same thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't want to be bothered oh. with playing with. Oh kids, my gosh! Repeating the same activities. Their three-year-old can't play with dad, so dad just gives them a cell phone to keep them quiet. Yeah, oh, and or awful. iPads, but that's so common nowadays. It's really sad. Mm. You know, for them, it's the norm, but it really differs from、mm. in different families. Like in my family,、mm. she's she's not even like she never even asks. <laughs> It's like the cell phone doesn't really exist for her,、mm. and she uses iPad for work. Once in a while,、mm-hmm. otherwise, like our、wow. problem is that she reads too much. In, in like a, a physical books. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, well, what else? <laughs> well, I mean,、oh. uh, there are e-readers and iPads. Oh、uh, and... yeah, physical books. Yeah, she's、uh, she's way into reading. We had to like stop her from reading. What? We took away all her books. <laughs> oh my gosh, baby. <laughs> you, you you can can you imagine this? Her dad actually sealed off her bookcase,、wow. like. With those big, wide, clear tapes from top to bottom. <laughs> wow, that's crazy! Whole, I've never heard of you. That. The whole bookcase sealed What's off. What's the purpose of denying her access to literature? I'm confused. Well, she reads too much. She reads everywhere.、Mm. We caught her reading like when she was crossing the road. Oh, okay. okay. And we we caught her reading like at the top of the、uh, the slides. Oh no! You know the the slides. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so you know the slides in. Uh, the Chinese neighborhoods—they yeah, usually yeah. have one, right? Yeah, yeah. They can be pretty big,、yeah. and there are these rails where the kids、mm. hold on to. So several times we caught her standing on those rails at the very top,、mm. holding a book. Wow! I'm like, she's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and to the point of being, you know, dangerous. Yeah. So we were like, because it's it's another form of addiction,、mm. right? When it becomes like that, it's not too different from. Being addicted to cell phones. You know, I think we're going to get a lot more deeper into that because there's some content in the articles about how kids emulate their parents, and as our、uh, listeners know, so it's my fault. It is our <laughs> listeners know. Bebe is a a reading maniac, so it <laughs> makes sense that your daughter would also love literature. Well, you know, my husband says the same thing, but he says it as a blame. <laughs> like it's all、oh, your fault. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> well, then, great. When she graduates from Tsinghua University, he, he can say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whose fault is it now? <laughs> but it, it worked. So we sealed off her bookcase,、mm. um, but I can't seal off mine because it's like a whole wall. And you, so yeah, and you do that. Would, you have your own like reading show. You no, know, she would take. Yeah, I, I can't do that. So she would take books from my bookcase, and then she was like, still take it off, you know, because it's tape, right? You can just go in. There.、Mm-hmm. So in the end, we took all the books out from her bookcase and put them in boxes. Wow! <laughs> so actually, it's been a few months now, and she's calmer now. Now she doesn't have to be with a book all the time. Um. So we just want her to, you know, come back to the real world.、Mm. Same as for kids with cell phone addictions or iPad addictions,、mm. come back to the real world and see what's in front of you.、Mm. I mean, that's what mindfulness is all about, right?、Mm. Even if it's books, if it becomes an addiction, like you're psychologically always in need. Of it, even for like a six, seven-year-old,、mm-hmm. um, I think、mm-hmm. parents should pay attention to that. That's really interesting, and I think that's the first time I've ever heard anyone give that kind <laughs> of advice. Take the books away from your children now. <laughs> okay. If they're reading it while they're crossing、mm-hmm. the road, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, couldn't you just have a sit down with her and discuss about like the appropriate times to use a book and the inappropriate times to use a book? I could. Will it work? Well, see, that's about <laughs> self-control. Mm. Same with adults.、Mm. For people who adults were addicted to games,、um, cell phones, or for、mm. me for reading,、um, you think we don't know about the negative side effects of these activities? Doing too much、oh, of anything?、Yeah. How much self control do we have? I mean, I told her like about five hundred times. And her dad told her about maybe three hundred times, <laughs> but it's、uh, it's not like she doesn't know. She just gets lost in it. You know, she picks. Well, for everyone who's curious about your action plan here, because this is a unique circumstance, could you tell us、mm. in what way do you let her have access to books right now, and what's the plan moving forward? Well, she's she's so busy now with schoolwork and homework that she doesn't really have a lot of time、mm. to read, and、uh, she has a little bit of、uh, like out of school assignments for reading.、Yeah. Like、uh, I think this,、uh, she's reading like what Charlotte's Web mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Chinese.、Yeah. Uh, she's she read that in English already.、Mm-hmm. Or Doctor Hanshaw, you know that. I、book? don't know that. Yeah, book, no. And、uh, like fairy tales and all that. So she has a little bit of these nutrients <laughs> of literature <laughs> that she's、okay. allowed to. 
Um, and, and she's so busy with work anyway. I mean, hmm. she doesn't come back until like four or five. And then it's yeah. dinner and homework and maybe a little time at the park. And then it's time for bed. And over the weekend, it's more mm-hmm. lax. I have like you'll yeah. let her take out one or two of her favorite books on Saturday. Well, I just don't say anything, mm. you know, when she does that. Just I was like, stay away from dad. <laughs> don't let her. Don't let him see it. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the bridge. Switching kind of gears to smartphones, can I ask you, uh, baby, when was the first time you had your first real interaction with like either a computer, a desktop, laptop, cell phone? How do you Ooh. how what was your introduction to the world of, you know, the Internet? I think that was back in like 1995. Mm-hmm. I was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. I still remember the time when we first had the Internet at home. Mm-hmm. And the page <laughs> that was downloading was so painfully slow. <laughs> Because we were uh, trying to access, like, um, I think it was Baidu or something. Yeah. Um, but it was in the States. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was harder because of that. Mm-hmm. But we literally, like, we enter the website and click. And then we just went off and do our own things. <laughs> 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 and you could come back and see, like, there's, like, ten, one-tenth of a page. Oh, you wow. know, and we were excited. It was like, yay, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and back then you had to like dial and everything. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And then I could use it, at, you know, at school um, in the library. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty fascinating, but I didn't know too much mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I wasn't really de- that dependent on yeah, it. Yeah, I've always had computers, but cell phones, I've been there for the evolution from the the big box my, my dad had with the handle on the side. Yeah. Oh. I know those. Those were so popular in China. Were they back in the 80s or 90s? Yeah, that was that was the 80s. Yeah, my father had a, a his whole entire truck cab as a cell phone by what? the 1990s. Yeah, but I, I had the green screen. What What did you guys mm-hmm. call it? What What do you guys call it? That big brick. The thing. big brick thing. I don't know. That was just. I was like five. It was my dad's mm. phone. That's all I know. So yeah, he he used to go on location for construction ooh. work. So in Chinese, it has an interesting name, mm. that brick of a phone. We call it da ge da, which means mm. big mm. brother mm. big. <laughs> so it was like, it's really heavy. And back then, only the like yeah. the really wealthy like business people could afford it because mm. it was like super expensive. So it was more like a show of status. Mm. And then later came, do you know? Yeah, beepers. Yeah, yeah. I had those too. Yeah. You had those oh, too? Yeah. yeah, those were called BBD. And then came various uh, cell phones of smaller sizes. Mm. And I think the first one I owned was a like um, Verizon or Motorola. Mm-hmm. It must be Motorola. It has that ringtone that I don't remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was never that fascinated with it. So, yeah, not that exciting. My grandmother forced us to because she wanted us to have access to, you know, the future of technology when we were kids so that we grew up and we would be computer literate, digitally literate. So that was very important for my grandmother. So I I was also always adept at using whatever new toy came out. Mm. But when I was a child, there were no such thing as smartphones or even, you know, kids using phones that was out of the question. And it's like, unless it was mom handing you the phone to say, grandma wants to say hi. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So like it was just running around and playing with toys and and cards and Mm. just bicycling and playing baseball in the street things like that well that's the way it should be maybe for yeah oh wait i remember the first time we had a phone we installed a landline mm. at home that was when i maybe first year of uh junior mm. high and i was so excited because it was so new and um you know i could call people now i could be connected but the problem was i didn't really have that many people to call because there's only so few people that I knew who had phones. So I think I ended up calling someone that I even didn't even know that well. <laughs> and it was kind of awkward because... Who is this? <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, it was very... Um, well, the Chinese word is like, because I didn't really have anything to say. I'm just like, hey, I got a phone. And they were like, oh... Okay, <laughs> but it was so it was so exciting, oh. and yeah. But we installed it so that uh, we could talk to my mom because she was mm. like so far away. Where yeah. was she, I'm sorry. Where were you, and where was your mom? I was in China at that time. My mom was like studying in the U.S. Oh, so and like the phone would ring at, in the middle of the night, <laughs> and at that time it was like everybody went to bed early. Baby, I didn't know this about you. So you, I don't know. Many of our fans might not know. You're saying when you were in China, your mom went to study in the U.S. Where, where did she go? What did she? Study? Uh, 
I think she studied like teaching something like that. Mm. English literature, teaching and all that. Yeah, mm. it was very common. It was like back in the 90s. Uh, a lot of people mm. started going abroad for their studies. Mm. Yeah, to get like, you know, their PhDs and all. Is your mom a doctor? Uh, I think not quite, but more than a master's degree. There's some kind of special educational degree. Mm. It's like wedged between like a really high master degree and almost to a PhD degree. Mm. Like he was in, she was in school for a long time. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. kids in china that have these devices like a watch it's like a smartwatch, but it's like mm. three times thicker on mm. top it serves as a phone yes that's very popular i have a young friend i'm not gonna say his name because he's a child his i'll call him mm-hmm. d and d has this giant phone it can take pictures and you can it can open up and call mm. phone numbers but it also has a one big button that automatically calls uh. mom and at the same time that it calls mom it tells mom where he yeah. is so, so in case it's an emergency she'll be able to immediately go to his location with Jason. I'll come to get you right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are very popular. Smart watches, I guess you can call them. So cell phones, you don't see a lot of kids with cell phones Mm. um, here in China because their parents are using them all the time. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Um, But a lot of kids have these watches and they're usually, as you say, a little thicker than normal watches. And they they have all the basic uh, functions. They could, you know, they can call you. They can uh, help you locate your kids. And they have, they can have their own network, like between friends. You can access WeChat. And even Chifubao, which is what you used to pay. Yeah, he he had that his scanning and paying ability also. Uh, yeah, I know. Like um, my husband installed that on my daughter's watch. I think before she turned eight, maybe it was a birthday thing. I don't remember. And I think he put in like a hundred kwai on that account. She was so excited. Mm. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't just about the money, but that she was like digitally alive in a way. And we took her to a mm. place where she could shop. And so she got like a, a keychain and then she swiped it using her uh, watch. I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> I was like, I want to put in money in there now. Because she mm. was like, now I have like um, 76 quai left. And she was like mumbling that as if that's her you know, <laughs> whole possession in the world. Well, you know, what's really interesting yeah. as a teacher is that uh, we are keenly aware that the children's backpacks, some of them, in fact, even at five and six have full cell phones, smartphones. Mm. And some of them have those watches that have been taken off and put in their backpacks mm. and, and a lot of the apps that parents install in them allow the parents to listen in huh. so teachers who are keenly aware of that have to note that any kind of disciplinary action needs to be incredibly fair oh. because so, oh. some parents might be like well why did he get a sticker and she didn't get a sticker <laughs> really yeah. i didn't know oh, that yeah but in schools the like at least the schools my daughters attend they're not allowed like not any kind of um hmm. these communication devices she can bring her mm-hmm. iPad to school, but it's only for school activities. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they will access certain websites together, mm-hmm. but even watches are not allowed. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then so not to mention cell phones. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that they have, especially in kindergartens here is uh, what do you call it? Video cameras, like in classrooms, mm-hmm. in their uh, nap room and the, in the kitchen. Well, not the oh, kitchen, yeah, yeah. but where they eat. So um, parents can watch their kid literally all the time. I don't think they mm-hmm. can hear very clearly, but I remember I, I could log on and just, you know, wow. look for my child. <laughs> yeah. Another aspect of this, and I, okay, I have a friend. I want to tell you a friend about my Irish friend. He's an ex, expat living here in Beijing. He's been here 15 years. Mm. He has a, a, you know, a Chinese daughter with his Chinese wife. And his daughter is, I guess, six, six or seven now. But he will not let her use any kind of smart device. No iPads, no computer, no phone. She is forbidden from using any of these kinds of technologies mm. because he feels, like you mentioned earlier, she should be playing in the real right. world and like using real physical mediums to interact with the world mm. and he he thinks that it's detrimental to a child's development to get attached to these things mm-hmm. so he wants to wait until i'm not actually sure the age and then slowly allow her periods of time when she can use these technologies as she starts to mature mm. but at this point in time he thinks that it's not an appropriate medium for her to be interacting with the world right so i think that's interesting you know for a six-year-old um it's not too big of a problem as long as they have other interesting things mm-hmm. to do. Um, if if the child is left all by herself, mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. 
have nothing else to do, no one to play with. And then she's denied all kinds of other interesting things. Mm -hmm. I think she will feel bad about not having access to phones or iPads. Mm -hmm. But if she, you know, if the parents can, are willing to play with her, mm -hmm. right, or take her to the park, you know, if you can you take a child to the park and play with other friends, I don't think they, you know, would prefer being on their cell phones. Maybe adults mm -hmm. would prefer to be left alone, you know, to do whatever they want to do on a cell phone. But kids like to interact with other people, especially with other kids. So, yeah, it, mm -hmm. if, you know, this would be great. I think he's a very responsible parent. And don't think that the kids will be devastated. You're listening to The Bridge. So I want to put a different spin on this. This comes from What's the Right Age to Get a Smartphone of September 15th, BBC. And it has a lot of data. I'm just going to highlight some of it. Quote, children from birth to eight years old have, quote, inside the quote, limited or no perception of online risks when it comes to using smartphones and social media apps, according to a European study across seven countries. And that parents, like we talked about earlier, have a powerful influence as role models in children's Children often mirror their parents' smartphone use, so teenagers may be particularly sensitive to social feedback. So this highlights a few different things. Number one, children online can get themselves into trouble sometimes because they don't realize, hey, there's someone talking to me through some medium. This person may not have my best interests at heart, and they don't understand that. That's That mm -hmm. can be extremely dangerous. I think that's what a lot of American parents are most concerned about. A lot of American parents are worried about strangers right. that their children are meeting online and how they might end up harming their children, mm. you know, deliberately. And another aspect of this mm. is that mm. teenagers are hypersensitive to criticism. Like you and me were older. If someone says you're this or whatever, you're too short or oh. whatever, leak will be like, you're not very mature, <laughs> like grow up. But you know, like for a kid that might be like, yeah. I am Who are you. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll take it personally. This affects a lot, especially with girls, because girls are very keen Aww. to be physically, they will show off their prettiness because mm -hmm. that's what society teaches genders. And mm. so girls will oftentimes take Mm. criticism about their appearance to heart and even yeah, they're much more vulnerable yeah and when it comes to they will harm themselves which has become a huge issue in south korea oh. where they have real name verification now so if you are online in south korea there are ways to find out who you are mm. so that you can be held accountable for the things that you do to people mm -hmm. in the united states this doesn't exist you can go on and say my name is spongebob turtle dove and have a picture of a banana and that's you mm. and like there's no connection to the real Person. So you're not as responsible. You don't feel as responsible. A lot of yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of people will say really hurtful, mean things, and that those words can actually cause physical harm to people mm. or psychological scars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I actually read, uh, saw this TED talk by a, a child. Mm -hmm. He looks what like eight, nine, ten, maybe. Mm -hmm. He's called Tenor Welton. He talks about cell phone addictions for children. You said an eight-year-old is giving a, a TED talk. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, but I think this is a different. From branch of the oh, TED okay. talk. Yeah, maybe it's for kids. And he mentioned that 80% of children check their phones every five minutes. Wow. <laughs> for kids who have cell phones, I suppose. And I think he's from Canada. Yeah. And um, well, I guess he gave that talk to mm. uh, tell parents how addictive it can become. Mm. And it's the same for, for parents. We probably check it more often than that, mm. unless we're totally focused on something else. But my personal opinion has mm. always been, let's not blame things on these devices. <laughs> All the devices. Vices, yeah, yeah. vices <laughs> that we think they are. Mm -hmm. Actually, the vice originates inside ourselves, right? It's our sense of uh, either boredom mm -hmm. or our pursuit of something exciting or mm -hmm. avoidance of things we should do that led us to find, yeah. I guess, comforts in doing other things, right? So instead of that saying that I'm, I can't do my work mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the cell phone is distracting me, mm -hmm. uh, re we really have to flip that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you actually looked for a distraction mm -hmm. and nowadays they are readily available, but still... Um, the problem originated from within you. I think we have to be very, very uh, clear on that because it's so easy to just blame things. I remember reading from this book, uh, maybe last year, it's called Indistractable. Mm -hmm. There are books about, you know, concentration yeah. and about how to be able to deep to deep work. Mm -hmm. Um, and one on one page, it mentioned that distractions have, you know, they have always been there. Page mm -hmm. 14 from Indistractable. Mm -hmm. 
is as today people find themselves attached to their mobile phones. But these are only the latest potential hindrance. A few decades ago, people complained about the brain melting power of television. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before that, it was arcade games, the telephone, the pinball machine. <laughs> That's the one in Friends, right? I, I'm not sure. I, I don't okay. really watch Friends. What? Sorry. What? Sorry. Okay. I don't think we can continue our partnership. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so, and also comic books and the radio. Mm. And even the written word was blamed for creating forgetfulness in the learner's soul according to Socrates. Wow. So, I mean, distractions, if you call them that, they have always been there, right? It's our vulnerability that's the problem because mm. we can always find things to do. And in the book, it says, if it's a, it's a distraction you seek, it's easier than ever to find. Mm. It's something we actually look for ourselves. So I think we have to be clear on that. Just wanted to mention. Well, I mean, you read this book. You have a daughter. She seems really focused and able to read lots of literature. Could you tell some of our listeners maybe the key to teaching a child concentration skills? Concentration. Concentration. See, mm. it, it's tricky because when my daughter reads, she can concentrate really well, but she doesn't concentrate as well when she's doing mm. math <laughs> so i think it depends right for everybody <laughs> someone could be uh very mm. concentrated when he or she's playing a game she likes but not so much when she's doing other things yeah. so it's um yeah interest first so it's interest concentration everybody can concentrate it depends it just depends on you know what it is right i probably can't concentrate on learning about mm. how to make take photographs my husband can he can do that for hours mm. um but she's not very he's not very good at concentrating to listening to other people talk <laughs> so it it, it depends oh, wow. right? <laughs> but he doesn't listen to this so <laughs> yeah that's that's what i mean so concentration like for my daughter she loves to read because she found she finds it joyful oh hmm. i've been reading with her since she was like you know one <laughs> so she's used to it and she has found she found a joy in reading and um immense endless uh excitement mm. from these stories and that's why she likes them mm. there's nothing uh, that's we've been forced uh you know upon her so mm -hmm. there's no, not no real tr trick just read with them um when they're little mm. I want yeah. to go back to smartphone use, and I want to take a different angle that we haven't attacked yet. Sure. This Let's comes attack. from Imed Butrika, PhD and chief data scientist. What age should a child get a smartphone according to research.com? And there are several categories in this, a lot of data. Mm. But one of the really interesting things is that extended screen time, quote, it results in premature thinning of the cortex, which leads to lower cognitive skills, according to the National Institute of Health in 2018. So that literally the brain can become physically weaker as a con consequence of overuse of, of phone. Mm. It's specifically talking about children between eight and 10 years old mm. in the U.S. Who, who spend more than four hours using a, compu a computer. Four yeah, Could you imagine? This, that's the average. The average between eight and 12 years is four hours and 44 minutes a day. Wait, I know, where, I know. How where, did they find I, the I'm time? Was just as surprised as you. It sounds like they get home, they use the phone, and they go to bed. I know. Seriously, this is scary. It is scary. But literally, um, thinning of the brain. The cortex is part of your brain. The literally, it gets smaller. Mm -hmm. So your your brain is literally mm -hmm. shrinking. I'm not surprised by that because their brain is mm. still forming. And I think I read it somewhere that our brain doesn't really fully develop until we are in our early 20s. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can, maybe, well, like, when we were, like, 24, 25, like, mm. one part of the brain actually finally, you know, gets its X together, and that's when it actually matures. I was really hoping that my brain was still maturing. I thought, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought there was hope, baby. Uh, well, don't worry, Jason. We have enough brain capacity. <laughs> it's just, it's all about how we use oh, it. okay, okay. And also, you can have really, really high IQ. Hmm. But if you don't know how to concentrate, mm. if you don't know how to gather your willpower and focus on one thing, mm -hmm. you'll never be good at anything. Yeah. And it, a lot of these like really successful people or really um, like smart people, mm -hmm. um, it, it's not like maybe part of it is because their IQ is higher. Like especially if you're a physicist, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have an IQ of 100 and become a physicist. It's just like, I don't think that works. Oh, yeah. listening to the bridge 
Another bad thing for kids using smartphones is, according to the same article, it exposes kids to the dark world of the web. Quote, there is a potential exposure to nudity and violence, oh. all of which will come to haunt your child later in life. So, you know, uh -huh. there are obviously, we, we as adults are aware that there are very dangerous things on the internet, especially for children, and that they uh -huh. may not know how to avoid those perils, especially if they're like eight or nine years old. Those right. things could be very traumatizing. Yeah, strange things that you don't understand, right? Right. And especially if the kids are uh, more of an introvert mm. type, then they might not talk to you about it. Some kids will ask you, oh, you know, what was that? Why why did that happen? Mm. Some people, they keep it to themselves yeah. and it can fester and grow mm. into something monstrous, even though it could, you know, probably been a very mm. simple problem to fix at the beginning. And not just that, I read, I read somewhere that recent studies suggest that cell phone use can cause you to develop, uh, to develop horn-like bone spurs. You're literally saying bones bone will come spur. out of your skull. <laughs> a spur, like S-P-U-R. Yeah, so it's like a little so fragment of it, bone that grows out. Yeah, it, it's a tiny point outgrowth of bone usually occur occurring at the joints think of your like your neck and so or at the base of your skull and it happens when you extend uh, your neck for uh like extended wow. period of time and then your muscles can't really support that on a daily hourly basis so smart you will start growing more bones crazy. to support that and there's something called text neck yeah. I think it's like when you're always texting and you're like focused, mm. you know, focused on the screen. And of course, you get your you know, problem with muscles mm. on your hands and all that. But as I said, you know, this is all problems at this level. Mm. And if we really want to solve these problems or find ways to make it better, we have to like jump to a higher mm -hmm, plane mm -hmm. and, and find solutions. And instead of, you know, taking things away or restricting its usage, you know, we as parents, let's do other things with our kids, other more interesting things, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, organizing uh, games mm -hmm. uh, for, with other kids. They love interacting with other kids mm. and also other interests like sports getting more and more important here in China and has always been important in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Soccer teams or other, I don't know, all the fancy things, uh, baseball, whatever, um, hours of that or even just jogging, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All better than sitting there with your phone. So I think I understand your position. You're right. So firstly, your daughter does not have a smartphone, right? Uh, No, no, no. She has access to an iPad when you allow her to. She has it in school. Yeah, uh, uh. not much. Yeah. OK, so your position is basically the kids should be able to have access to the technology, but mom and dad should be doing their best to ensure that the child has other resources so that they don't find this Need. one tool to be overwhelming. Right. It's well, we never really thought much about it because it's never been a problem for us. Mm -hmm. But I guess when she gets older in middle school. Uh, we'll probably talk about that mm -hmm. because she will be, you know, she'll have the need to talk to her friends. Mm -hmm. she'll, she'll start having more friends. Um, not so much about games and all that. Maybe a little bit if we allow her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she already knows that, that there are other interesting things well, to do. I think that um, so. Pew and some of the data that I'm about to read kind of agree with you. This is from Pew Research Center, which is a famous American research center. And it says, quote, 33% of parents in the U.S. say that they use a smartphone to tra track their child's location. Huh. So, okay, another is children need, this is quote, children need to be tech savvy to succeed in school and in future jobs. And another one, 53% of parents in the U.S. give their children's smartphones to help with education mm -hmm. and they can download some of the best educational apps for kids so for, mm -hmm. for some parents in the U u.s in this example but i think it applies most globally too for a lot of parents there's a belief that the phone is critical if they don't give a smartphone or access to the internet to their child their child will be left behind and will not be able to compete with future generations huh. in a technological world well i hear a lot of people say that i'm not i don't think it's that mm -hmm. important I mean, how long does it take for a kid to learn to use a cell phone mm -hmm. or to learn to type, right? Um, an hour, <laughs> like mm -hmm. a day or two, they'll catch up because they will be interested. And when they're interested, mm -hmm. it takes no time. Um, my daughter uses her uh, computer, right? And uh, she um, she can she uses it to, to like make PPTs <laughs> for like um, presentations mm -hmm. and she uses it to write mm -hmm. and even to make artwork. 
but that's about it. She um, maybe she doesn't even know to go on websites to look for crazy stuff. <laughs> she's just not aware of that yet. I think a lot of kids um, in the US. She's so busy and, and doing other things. My kids this time I'm talking about like tweens, you know, 11 to 13, 14 kind of range there before they really are have any kind of self-awareness. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to all you kids listening to this show. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I see tomatoes being hailed. Uh, a, lo- a lot of them are starting to use, uh, social media oh. platforms, which are increasingly important for like mm. technology now. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, WeChat in China, Weibo, all these other programs, they're starting to create their own platform where they talk about their life and like the things that they do. And oh, yeah, they gee. become their own mm. stars among their peers at their age by that. I, I have to admit, I'm pretty afraid of that. I don't want that yeah. happening. I, I, I don't would I if I if I had a child, especially a daughter, I should say that's very sexist. Sorry. Mm. Um, I would definitely not want them to be on those kinds of platforms. I see you smashing everything <laughs> digital in the house <laughs> after she posted her very first picture <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> she said, That's it. The end of all social networking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to mention something related mm. to this, but mm-hmm. maybe people don't really think of it. And that is uh, when should kids get their own room? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I thought seriously about mm-hmm. this. And I think um, my daughter is not getting her own room. Like, she doesn't even know there's such a thing yet. Wow. <laughs> she, so she's not getting that until we are pretty sure that she has some self-control. But I know that in the U.S., where, you know, most people live in houses. What are the dangers kids, of a child having their own room? She can do, a, like, she can stash five pounds of candy under the bed <laughs> that we don't know. She can. <laughs> When she's at school, you could go in there and scour the room, no? But that, that'll that be an endless game. You know, she'll just mm. keep doing it. And the, the thing is, you know, as long as she doesn't know that, what, I could have my own room? I could have my own privacy? Mm. I could do things with the door closed so that mommy and daddy don't see? Mm. As long as, you know, she doesn't have that idea, it's not like we're taking away of anything. Mm. You know, she's perfectly fine just being with us, Mm. eating dinner together, reading together, doing homework together. So we're going to push that day, you know, Mm. further and further for as long as we can do it. Because once she has the freedom uh, to lock herself up in a room, who knows what will happen, Mm. right? She'll take her app and think that, you know, she'll tell us she's doing her homework. But who knows? Like kids, I, my daughter is already a really, really good kid, mm. but then don't test her on her self-control. <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? Um, you know, it's like when it comes to Halloween, she will eat candy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I think she probably has like more than five, six, ten pieces mm-hmm. in the past two days. Wow. And I, so I briefly mentioned a disease called diabetes to her <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. like, I, I consider this knowledge because she doesn't know mm-hmm. there's such a thing. It, it is it is very interesting. Idea. Yeah, I was like, so, you know, there's this thing called this literal translation is sweet pea disease. <laughs> I was like, so you have like sugar in your pea. And she was like, will it taste sweet? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not too sure, but it's not very good for your body and you might have to get shots you know like you have to like give shots to yourself Mm. um to maintain health so she was like oh okay and then last night before she went to bed she just mumbled i don't want to get diabetes (laughs) 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 so she was like i'm i'm just gonna have three (laughs) so i'm i'm saying like these things when you just mention them kindly to your children Mm -hmm. the harmful side effects from reading too much you're right i have a story i have a story about that Mm. you're absolutely right i was thinking about this in a taxi the other day my wife put her arm out of the taxi and was waving it in the wind oh no and uh, yeah and i looked at out the window and i thought i could never do that and i suddenly had a flashback to being about six years old and my mom saying if you stick your arm out the window it might get cut off by another (laughs) car and then you'll just have a like a you'll have an appendage missing for the rest of your life and i was so scared of my mom giving me this warning that it lasted till now <laughs> it was like we'll have to drive back and get your arm back <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah well it's i, I think it it works right yeah it does we just have to maybe not as scary <laughs> <laughs> and i wasn't lying or anything yeah right so you, you tell sometimes you sit down and talk to them about mm. Uh, the side effects, the possible consequences of doing things like bone spur, yeah. um, text next or, you know, going blind, <laughs> <laughs> being kidnapped by strangers. OK, <laughs> sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You're listening to the bridge. Okay, so I just want to go over some of the advice from Emed Butchrika, PhD, chief data scientist, because they have a list at the end of this article of things that parents should do to help protect their children. Mm. So the following are some suggestions for teaching children responsible phone use. So the first one is that parents should have a contract with their kids about what the rules are and if they break them, what the consequences are. And they should be very clear. Mm. I think that's interesting. Maybe a little too far. It sounds like uh, the roommate agreement from that uh, TV show. Well, it's something to shoot for. Mm. And most of the time it might not work, but still I think it, it helps. You should have it up front mm. and then just shoot for that. Mm. Yeah. And that number two, parents should model healthy and responsible phone use themselves. Yeah, that's the hardest part for most parents, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like, you go read and then they go back to on their cell phone. <laughs> you go do your homework. <laughs> I want to be like, mommy, mommy's always got a phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. That's that's the big mm. problem. Uh, start yeah. giving a kid cell phone that does not have internet access. Huh. Then what's the point? <laughs> I don't... What's, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. What do you you use it for? I guess you can play like a video game or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next one, number I think it's number three. To promote safe and respectful use, parents should set parental controls. And I think Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. That means basically kind of naughty websites that, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can block those and those kinds of material. Oftentimes, phones have presets for it. Click it and you can just increase the degree of parental control without even having to make your own choices. For one year old. (laughs) Parents should discourage their children from sharing personal details online mm. critical right you don't want your child if you don't want your child to be able to be snatched mm. you know then don't My let location her or him is... share yeah share where they live what city where they live what's their real name that kind of stuff you don't want them throwing right. that out there on the internet for eight eight billion My other daddy's people password on her on his bank account <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh no and then i uh, warn the child against creating and forwarding humiliating nasty photo- photos. Mm. So teach them etiquette. They should have etiquette themselves. Mm. Right. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I agree with all. And this says reduce um, the amount of time. So, you know, maybe start them off one hour a day. <gasps> and then what? Like, when they're what? 12 hour? or 13, you get two hours. A day. Okay. Baby is going to be 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like 20 <laughs> so that she can finish like one article or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah because, yeah. you know, there's really... Uh, no end of it. Mm. They could go on for hours. Mm. So whether it's half an hour or hour, it's not that different. Mm. Because by the end of that half an hour or one hour, they're going to whine. Mm. They'll tell you they haven't had enough. Mm. So, you know, might as well just be 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, is that it? or? So- well, no, I mean, yeah, I wanted to move on, but I wanted to t- ask you a question. Have you ever heard of a digital I, detox? Oh, I guess I can figure out what that means. Yeah, well, it can just mean taking their phones away, but actually people, especially upper middle class and wealthy parents that will do digital detox for their kids mm. where they send them essentially to like a wilderness camp where they learn how to like go hiking and start a fire and like uh. collect I don't know, food from nature and like mm. use a compass. And the, so they get completely away from modern technology right. and they go, go to v- like very basic life. So they learn to what it's like to sit under a tree and watch the wind. Oh, you know? <laughs> sounds poetic. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like camping, right? I'm sure yeah. there's similar camping activities. Mm. And I think I saw, Oh yes. In that tech talk that I mentioned mm-hmm. by uh, that uh, child, Tanner Wilton, he said one time he went on a camping trip and mm. uh, it was cell phones and things like that were not allowed. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a great time. Mm-hmm. So they were forced to cut, you know, to be cut off from digital device mm-hmm. and they survived and they had a good time. I'm saying like the, these kids, as long as they're having fun, yeah, yeah. it's not like they're, they have to, you know, draw their energy from cell phones. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things that they like to do. Um, and oh, I want to mention, have you watched um, this animation by Steve Cutts, C-U-T-T-S? It's called Cell Phone mm-hmm. Addiction. I haven't. I think that's no. the name, but I think they should call it Human Addiction to Cell Phones, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in this one, it's, it's, it, it actually seems a little sad. It was like dark and everything. I think, I think I'm, I think it's a bunch of people looking at their phones and a child walking around. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it. there's all these I've adults and then, 
um, you know, big big guys uh, glued to their cell phone screen. Yeah. And then there's a little kid underneath, you know, buried by the flood mm. of humans. So he was the only one, you know, without a cell phone. And he was trying to get attention of, of everybody else. But all the other guys were like either half asleep, even though they were on their cell phone. But still, they were like, you know, their mind was mm. nowhere. Um, Half asleep, half crazy, and not even half mindful. Mm. And then this kid gets lonelier and lonelier. You can't literally can't get anyone's attention. And then all sorts of things are happening. They're, you know, bullying people, bullying mm. other people. And then a circle of adults just taking pictures, mm. you know, yeah, instead of yeah. doing anything. People eating together at meals and each one looking at his or her cell phone or anything. You know, when anything is happening, they're always taking pictures or videos. I think there's even one scene where someone was like jumping off a building and then all the other ones uh, standing on the ground were, you know, pointing their cell, phone us, cell phones up to record this whole thing mm. instead of anyone helping. Yeah. You know, um, and time spent with kids is glued to their cell phones. And at the end of the animation, it was only like two or three minutes. At the end, it's a, a picture of everybody like walking off a cliff. And no one even noticed because mm. everyone was just looking down with their cell phone. Mm. The only clear headed one was this little kid. Huge eyeballs, <laughs> bulging, huge eyeballs, mm -hmm. but um, really sad. Well, I think it's yeah. easy. I agree with you. I've seen it and it's very sad. And I agree that people do use their smartphones too much. But, you know. I'm from the before times when we didn't have cell phones yeah. and there are, there are advantages. There are great advantages to having access to this kind of information. Mm. Like if, if two people are having an argument, you can just look it up and then, okay, this is the fact. Mm. So like oftentimes um, I think it's easy for us to damn and criticize the ch challenges that smartphones have added to society. Mm. But think about all of the advantages that we have now having access to the World Wide Web. Mm -hmm. imagine, imagine you're a farmer in China, India, you know, wherever, and you need to know a better way right. to do farming. If you have a smart smartphone, you can literally access that technology, that, mm. that uh, those ideas and, and, and utilize them on your produce. farm in the in the next year yeah exactly you could sell it you i mean you can mm -hmm. increase your yield by using new techniques and sell yeah. your produce online so there's so many advantages that have come with smartphones that i think we need to find a balance between yes daddy's been using his cell phone for <laughs> five hours needs to put it down down but also maybe dad actually learned a couple things too on wikipedia <laughs> i don't know well maybe just a thing or two um but yeah i think we need to start with mm. ourselves change our own mm -hmm. habits. And when it comes to kids, uh, just nagging doesn't mm. work. Yeah, you have to talk with them and show them, uh, you know, if you want your child to be uh, a certain way, mm -hmm. the most effective way is that you be that way first, mm -hmm. and then they will learn. And there's so many interesting things to do. It's not like, you know, cell phone is your only choice. Mm -hmm. um, if their world is filled with other choices, other options, mm -hmm. um, I think it will help them you know, to diversify, mm. right? If there are sports teams, if there are clubs, um, other friends in the neighborhood, um, then there are so many choices. I mean, cell phones is one option, yeah. right? One among many. So I, I want to mention how in the in the summertime, mm -hmm. uh, my my daughter's uh, girlfriend in the neighborhood, uh, she's also, I think, eight. Mm. And she has a bigger brother, I think, already in high school. Mm. So that's what, like, what, 15, mm -hmm. 16? Mm -hmm. And several times when we were playing in the park, so the like two moms were talking to mm -hmm. each other and um, several times her son, so the little girl's bigger brother mm -hmm. called and I can hear them arguing or pleading about, uh, you know, getting a cell phone uh, for the, the big brother asking the mom for a cell mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. And the mom was still saying no, saying how, you know, it's going to harm your eyes. It's uh, it's not going to be good for you. You're going to be on the cell phone for hours. So I was like, how old is he? And she was like, oh, you know, he's in high school. Mm. So I suppose 15, 16. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's about like the only one in the whole mm. school who doesn't have a cell phone. So by that point, I think it's it's going to be a, mm, a mm. thing of a embarrassment. You know what I mean? It's not really just about playing games or um, having access to the Internet anytime. It's about how am I going to survive this in school? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like the only one who like he looks like an adult already mm. who has to bag uh, like my mom 
for cell phone and iPad usage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yes. maybe by that time, I'm, I'm going to say yes, you know? And I think the uh, your child will really appreciate it. You're listening to The Bridge. Well, let's let's take a tour of the future, baby. We're going to put you in a time machine and we've just traveled to when your daughter is, say, 14 years old. OK, OK, so she's not quite old enough to make her own decisions independently, but she's old enough. She probably does have all of these devices that we're talking about. Mm. So how many hours do you think or how much time? Let me put it a different way. How much time do you think it is appropriate that your future daughter spend on her? You phone? know, I think that'll be hard to judge. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, um, you know, uh, I think the more important thing is she knows what she has to do mm-hmm. like the list of to-dos that she has to mm-hmm. finish um before she can uh, enjoy her free time on the cell phone yeah so it depends you know the same here if you can finish your homework earlier then you might have some time that you can play on the ipad with friends or watch tv mm-hmm. but if you can't finish if you drag things on and on then you know, by the time you mm. finish, it's time for bed. So she needs to get that mm. idea. So, and by the time she's 14, I don't think how, I don't think it'll still be nice for me to say, okay, you only have an hour on the cell phone. Yeah. And she'll be much older then. I'm, I, I, I can barely pull this off now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm like bullying her mm. by telling her too much. Well, what about you? How much, how much time do you spend on digital devices each day? Um, not that much, but I'm, I'm clearly conscious of the fact that I use it to, uh, adjust myself. Like I've been mm. working, right? And then I need a break. So I maybe I go on uh, TikTok for, for a little bit. So I clear my mm. mind. Um, or I've been uh, stressed from something else, right? And my rest. For me, this is like a resting mm. period. But it's not something that I do like as, as mm. a main thing. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like I do that between gaps of things I really enjoy doing and things I have well, I to used to actually before two years ago I probably used a uh, digital devices for about an hour or two a day it's not bad and, unless oh but now because I'm in media with you mm. I probably use digital devices 10 hours a what day. yeah but but not oh constantly. yeah sometimes constantly I'm on all I, kinds of social media platforms all the time I like, don't want to it, do that yeah it's too exhausting it, it is a bit exhausting you know yeah. I'm not used to being on Twitter like all the time to respond to whatever just happened mm. but now it's part of my our brand to continue to that's develop and work. encourage our you know that's a really good question for our fans before we sign off today mm-hmm. uh, I would like I guess Bebe and I would like to ask all of you please send an email to the show and let us know how much time you spend on your digital device if you have kids let us know if you let them use a digital device and how do you manage their digital habits well you have time to check their oh yeah i'm every (laughs) single day i'm harassing our producer to get our our fan if you send us an email uh, at we love the bridge at gmail.com i will read it all right i won't but (laughs) thank you jason for doing the extra work (laughs) if you if you mention baby's name i'll make sure she gets a copy all right all right that's a deal All right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, our listeners. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.